it's a statement to the sector, to potential buyers, to say, we're Spitfire, we're innovative, we're thinking of this. It just gives you a complete new perspective on it. Two thirds of people don't actually know what the point of the metaverse is. That ability to visualize and understand what the property will ultimately look like. The beauty of it is that you can do it from anywhere in the world and it's just like logging onto a computer. Welcome to the New Homes Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Mark Swaddle, Head of Marketing at Spitfire Homes. As the first house builder to enter the metaverse, Mark reveals all about his experience with entering such a forward-thinking space ahead of the curve. We hope you enjoy the episode, and if you'd like to hear more about the sales and marketing of new homes, don't forget to hit subscribe today. Mark, a metaverse is defined as a network of 3D virtual worlds focused on social and economic connection. Yes. So last year, Spitfire entered the metaverse. How did it feel? to be the first UK house builder to enter the metaverse. Pretty good, pretty good. It was a big statement for, for our brand and for Spitfire to do that. We were, knew that we were pushing the boundaries, although to be fair, we did do a fair bit of research to try and make sure we were the first because um, we were almost surprised that we, mm. we were sort of leading the charge in that sense. It's a nice, innovative sort of flag in the ground for, for Spitfire as a brand. So yeah, something that we're, we're proud to have achieved. How did the idea come about? What made you decide we need to be in yeah. us? I suppose there have been a few kind of factors, influences that led to it. We recently rebranded a couple of years ago and introduced a brand new house type range. So as part of that, we CGI modeled the interiors of 16 different house types. So we'd already got these virtual tour models um in place uh couple that with the fact that there's been loads of kind of media talk around the metaverse and the possibilities of it and it's just really been heightened over the past 18 months or so in the press and then i suppose the other influence which is arguably the biggest is we saw a gymshark video that was circulating on linkedin where they essentially held a meeting in the metaverse. I don't know whether you've seen the yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. it's quite a cool thing. They're all sat at this virtual meeting table. They've got screens up in front of them. They're looking around and, and it, they were kind of experiencing it for the first time and documented that. So you put all of those together and we kind of went, well, can't we host a meeting space or an environment where you can hold this kind of thing? We've already modeled it. It's there, it exists, and it can showcase our product. Um, so that's kind of the spark that, that became the idea really so i think it's really cool that you've modeled all of your house type range mm. in virtual tour as well a lot because, of work but yeah i can imagine but what an asset to have yeah for, particularly for off-plan selling massive part of our kind of sales strategy to get ahead off plan and we've talked about it before but there's the introduction of this house type range and the challenges that come with that and competition we're up against who have existing examples of the house types and show homes you can go and see so we're like look we're 12 months away from having products on this thing let's mm. let's get something out there so we can start building that confidence and how have you found so we produce lots of virtual tours mm -hmm. um, for clients and we found a real sort of resistance to headsets so particularly around if we're trying to sell really off plan ahead of schedule the idea of even having a sales suite isn't there so how have you dealt with headsets and and yeah. that kind of issue was i suppose in our specific example with it being the metaverse it's slightly different to typical VR. So normally VR, you, you'd come in to a certain place, area, sales office, whack the headset on and, and take part in the experience, which would pretty much have to be there and then. The metaverse element of it, which is like you said before, that that kind of social side, what, what that really offers is someone to be able to do their appointment from anywhere in the world. So we could have our sales consultant sat 
in the sales office and a prospective buyer in Dubai, Australia, wherever, and they can put their headset on and be in the room, so to speak, mm. with the uh, with the sales consultant, and they can highlight some of the key features. So we're kind of pitching this at people who've already bought into that technology and, and got their head around it. Um, but I can absolutely see how there are barriers to it because mm. even when we've been testing it, putting headsets on ourselves in the office, we've been a bit conscious and you know asking people to try it out they've been going oh really what mm. you just want me to stand here with that on there's definitely a bit of a shift in in comfort levels i suppose for people to to be able to wear their headsets mm. but i suppose you know like you say it's more of a this is a flag in the ground moment of yeah. you know we're spitfire with forward thinking and i suppose a little bit of you know you've got the tech but mm. the consumer isn't quite there yet yeah and hopefully in a couple of years we'll own headsets do you see this working in your marketing suites so where you've got them or are you not are you not using it at all with headsets so the main focus of us going through this kind of activity the main goal was it was like a brand positioning exercise uh, as much as anything so yes it is a useful tool for customers but predominantly we don't necessarily see it as being a sales tool full stop if that makes mm. sense yeah, yeah it's a statement to the sector to potential buyers to say we're Spitfire, we're innovative, we're thinking of this. I know that the the industry as a whole has kind of got or had a label over over past years of being kind of stuck in its ways and slow moving and all of that. So again, rebranding, launching into this market where we've got a whole new range of buyers to go after, a completely new target audience. This was a really nice way for us to say, look. We'd, we'd think differently, we're, we're fresh, mm. we're innovative, we're agile. So it's kind of worked quite nicely in that sense. I think in terms of general uptake of the, of the tech, kind of adoption of the metaverse full stop, I don't think that it's, it's at the level it needs to be yet, if I'm perfectly mm. honest. I've read some stats recently that two thirds of people don't actually know what the point of the metaverse is, mm. which is nuts. To be honest, that was probably us 12 mm. months ago. We went, what, what is this all about? I keep seeing it. What does it do mm. and what's what is the difference from that and vr and you know how does it all work together i think the more that we've explored it and looked into it the more we've ourselves as a team got our own understanding of it and come to realize actually there is a potential for a huge amounts of kind of scope here for using it in a number of ways but actually the general public don't get that yet and that's mm. that's fine that's the same with anything that will take time for it to come about You've got that kind of buy-in level as well. You've you've got to go away and spend three hundred quid or whatever on your on your own headset to even access it. Mm. And three hundred quid in the grand scheme of things has come down a lot from where it was a few years ago, and is now a more attainable level. It's kind of games console level, mm. but it's still an expense, a barrier to entry, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I suppose the challenge you're very much an early adopter of the tech, mm -hmm. but it's waiting for everyone else to catch up. And yeah. you know, once we get to that point where everyone's got a headset, I mean, what an amazing world for for marketers yeah. to live in. Because when every house builder has the ability to showcase their properties online, it makes the buyer search process that much easier. Yeah. But I suppose from your point of view, you know, there's so much opportunity in terms of marketing, branding, positioning, yes, to be able to differentiate. Whereas at the moment, you've only got the traditional opportunities that are available to you. As with anything, the more that adoption rate increases, the the more commonplace it will become and the easier it will be to use. Obviously, 
with that would fall away the idea of we were the first guys mm -hmm. to do a show home in the metaverse. But as an actual sales tool, once that adoption rate picks up, it will become more and more commonplace, I suppose. Mm. And what were the hurdles? What hurdles did you come across when you created your oh, show home in the metaverse? Hurdles. No one had done it before, obviously, <laughs> which means that we were going in blind like I say, we didn't really know what the metaverse was full stop when we first started exploring it, which means that the supplier we worked with was also in a very similar position. We knew that we had this space modeled. There was the, the virtual model there in existence. So it was just in my simple mind, a case of, well, you just upload that, right? That's, <laughs> you just wander around there, no, no bother. But when you look into it, there are barriers to overcome again. So there are things like one of the key issues that we had was the file size. So we tried to upload our model and it was too big of a file size. Mm. So we had to go, right, What? how do we make this work? And we, we had to make some tough decisions over how we actually get this thing to a usable size. So do you completely cut the quality mm. and have it looking like Minecraft or something where it's like four <laughs> pixels? Which everyone um, loves. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Not very useful in sales tool. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel very realistic yeah. when you're trying well, to inspire. Set in the dream. <laughs> yeah. um, but do we, do we cut the quality full stop or scale things back significantly where the kitchen would be essentially some grey blocks? Mm. Or the option that we went with, do we just cut off the top floor? And in the end, that's the one that we did because we said, actually, for the most part, bedrooms are bedrooms. People mm. can visualise those a lot more than their living space. So let's actually model that ground floor area, make sure that we incorporate some of our key Spitfire details. So our bespoke staircase, our unique kitchen designs, we made sure that all those features were in place. So when we actually do one of those viewings, it makes a lot more sense because rather than us just pointing out, well, there's the kitchen, there's the lounge, and it could be any old house, we're saying there's the kitchen, but there's our bespoke detailing. And there's a staircase and look, it's in our own color that we, our signature color that we paint mm -hmm. them in and things like that, that just add that Spitfire touch, that slant. So with that file size, was that issue in that with the size of file that you uploaded, if you then wanted to view it, the amount of data it would use? Basically capped on by the metaverse. I don't, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it starts getting over my head at that point. <laughs> but, but yeah. Because um, that seems like a real barrier, doesn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they'll relax that as I guess it's things like get better. But. When you upload images to a website, you can't mm -hmm. upload a two gig file because it'll take forever to download mm. this is an online hosted space in in the same sort of way so it's it's got to be usable i guess i suppose um, it's not dissimilar to old dial up you know where yeah. we were 20 years ago compared Absolutely, to now yeah you know the te the technology will get there but yeah, it's not definitely. quite yeah we're still at minecraft we, level you know, that's that's a key kind of limitation of the tech that we found but yeah. it doesn't stop us and we alongside the show home we also created a meta suite as he termed it, but essentially like a sales and marketing suite in the metaverse, that was easier because we just used an existing off the shelf space that was available to us. And then we just chucked a load of pictures on the walls and videos and things like that. So you can walk some, someone around it, sort of metaphorically speaking, and, and actually show them, oh yeah, here's a series of CGI's of these house types. And you know, here's some photography of work that we've completed before. And here's a video that's a show reel and da 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 da. And then from there, you can take them through to that actual show home experience. And what's the response been like? We created this, like I say, as a real positioning tool, to be honest. So we've had some really good success in terms of messaging and exposure and that sort of thing. So we've got some coverage in the Times, we've got Sky News coverage, we've got coverage in What House. I demoed it to a journalist from House Builder magazine the other day. So, you know, it's really helping to put us on the map a bit more in that sense and elevate the awareness of Spitfire. Mm. 
full stop, I guess. And that innovation, that agility, that, that kind of fresh mindset. What we haven't really maximized is using it with customers because we've got it as a tool in our arsenal. We know if someone comes along and they go, I'm interested, but I'm struggling to visualize it. We have that, it's one house type mm. that we've done, but we have that house type modeled. But then we've got to say, okay, have you got a headset? Do you want to try it? They could come into the, into the sales office, they can whack the headset on, no problem, fine. But there's no difference between that and VR at that point. That's, mm. That is just a normal VR experience. And what is special about it, like I say, is, is the ability to do it remotely. So I've demoed it to a couple of journalists and done appointments where I've been at our head office in Solihull in Birmingham. And um, we've had the journalists down in London wearing the headset and it's great because you're in the room with them yeah, sort amazing. of thing, yeah. like, like me and you talking now yeah. and I'm pointing out features like, oh, there's the kitchen. Da, 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 I suppose da. it's the novelty factor at the moment, isn't it? You know, Absolutely, where, where yeah. at the moment most, a lot of people still even haven't put on a headset. Yeah. It's that novelty of putting it on and interacting and the excitement, which yeah, I mean, will wear I'm, off, I'm sure, in a few years once we're living in them. But. Yeah, <laughs> we spend 90% of our day in there. <laughs> I, I put the headset on myself and obviously we, like I say, we had these CGI virtual tools that we'd modelled and, naturally as you'll know working in the world the sign-off process of that could be hard work and quite painful so we went through all of that and i'd seen this tour tens of times mm. and then i whacked the headset on and it's a completely different experience it's like wow i am stood up i can see the height of the work top i know mm. it's however many steps from here from that sofa to that sofa i can see the size of the windows it it just gives you a complete new perspective on it so that ability to visualize and understand what the property will ultimately look like from an off-plan stage is mm. adds so much more value. So are you using headsets in your show homes and sales suites at the moment? Well, we have them available to for this experience. We haven't modeled okay. any of our other stuff in a VR fashion at this so stage. So the, the 16 house types that you've modeled, yep. are you using those in VR? Uh, no, so you can. we send them out on links. We put okay. them on the right move listings. People can click around from the comfort of their own home. Yep. But what, what we are finding is you can go and click around it and that's fine. You can see the space, but there's no opportunity within that to actually sell ultimately. Mm. You can't so you can't talk them through it and say, yeah. oh, this is a lovely layout because of X, Y, and Z. And have you noticed this feature and that feature? There's, there's none of that. There's no real opportunity yeah. for it. So someone could sit there looking at a right move listing one evening, have, have a little click around on their own and maybe write off that property or, or us as a developer because there's no opportunity to actually add that further context to what those features are. And we've always um, focused heavily on our, our design, that ethos around design and some of the key signature specification items. Mm. And if you're looking at something on a screen, it's really hard to actually be able to get those those items and those elements across, mm. you know, whether it's I mean, one of my favorite and most geeky comments is um, about the weight of our internal doors, which we've had countless yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone throws open an internal door and goes, oh, that's, that's solid. Yeah. That's got a bit to it. You can't actually, replicate that in VR. Can you? No, you can't yeah. replicate it at all. So it's only in person or, or by being able to add some level of context that people see and appreciate those, those features, those mm. elements. Interesting, because I suppose you know, if that gap can be bridged between VR and the sales aspect, as yeah. in if the sales advisor can become connected with the VR experience, yeah. then there's opportunity there Completely, while yeah. we wait for the, everyone to catch up with the metaverse. Because yeah. at the moment, it's either VR or metaverse. There's no yeah. sort of hybrid, is there? No, that is quite tricky. And 
you can, don't get me wrong, you can use the metaverse in person. You mm. and I could sit here with the headsets on right now, mm. sat next to each other, but still in the same virtual world, so to speak. But like that kind of defeats the object. <laughs> the beauty of it is that you can yeah. do it from anywhere in the world. And it's just like logging onto a computer mm. when you sat at home on an evening and there shouldn't be any any further barriers to it. If you see mm. what I mean, it shouldn't be, oh, you've got to come into to our office to actually experience it because... Mm takes away a bit of the magic, doesn't it? Yeah. Just a quick one. This podcast is brought to you by Andler Agency. If you'd like to discuss the sales and marketing or PR for your new homes, get in touch today. Do you have any opinions on on AI in particular and on how AI could be used to improve the sales and marketing? Yeah, I think it's huge. It's huge. I mean, I'm no tech expert by any means, but I've had a little play with it myself to see, you know, I, I, I did a test and I got it to write some ad copy for us. One of our developments just purely to see what it would come How out was with. It? And, the well, output? I was amazed by the results. <laughs> I mean, obviously not as good as what a person could do because <laughs> you can't add the same level of context to the brief, but it was bloody impressive from a couple of lines to, to kind of get it going. And I think we're just, we're just getting started with it really, aren't we? It's, it's just mm. over the past five months started to hit kind of the mainstream, shall we say? Mm. But I think the, the possibilities for it are absolutely endless. You could have it producing artwork, ad copy you get well i mean we've already got things at the minute that book ad space for you so you mm. combine all of these together and mm. i don't know what i'll be doing in 20 years time and i think the interesting thing is a lot of people clients and i'd say agencies mm. are ashamed mm-hmm. you know we're, uh, you know there's probably a lot of a- agencies out there that are using chat gpt for example yeah. to write brochure copy or whatever yeah, and they're not talking about it but in my mind it's just like a dictionary you know no one no one's scared about saying they've used a dictionary to check the spelling of something or the, the meaning of something you know it's a tool that everyone has access to and actually yeah. if you can use it to improve output or quality or productivity then why wouldn't you it's, absolutely it's, i mean it's it's scary really the kind of the amount of scope that it covers and i don't know you see the examples where people say oh create a picture of x and suddenly it just from nowhere mm. creates this image so mm. you think of things like cgis you could probably get it making those for you and mm. however long <laughs> you know it's it's yeah it's i nuts. can't wait to be able to say because video is the most expensive product mm. video and cgi are the most expensive yeah. productions and i think you know once we get to that point where we can say you know i want to shoot a video uh, with models of these age demographic whatever yeah. uh, shot in this location doing this and within 10 seconds, you've got your video shot, maybe scripted or whatever. Nice. Like, we yeah. can't be far off that, I yeah. would have thought. And I don't know, have you tried some of the stuff? When you type in some of the requests, it comes back and you go, ooh. No, I haven't, I haven't had any curveballs have, yet. Have no, I've, yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you seen any video AI tools? No, not yet. No. no, interesting. Where do you feel there are future opportunities to use digital tools to enhance the sales process? I think um, the possibilities out there are huge i mean you know we obviously talking about the metaverse um as one option touched on ai as well those two are heavy hitters in terms of what they can offer and what they can deliver but it doesn't always have to be that crazy i mean we've started modeling cgi using unreal 5 so you can do your 360 spin of your site plan and see it in different lighting and all of that and that feels worlds apart from what we were doing five years ago when our CGIs were looking a lot more blocky and and you couldn't dream of any of that sort of level of detail or interaction. And I know you'll like this mention, but things like hybrid brochures, 
you know thank you yeah, I'll, uh, I'll wait for the invoice um, but you know the steps forward there they might not always be an absolute leap and bound but actually it's constantly pushing forward that that mindset and the way that we approach things i think as an industry we've always had a mentality of if it's not broke don't fix it but just because it's not broke doesn't mean that it doesn't become stale and dated mm. and when consumer mindsets are moving forward at such a pace and other industries and sectors are adopting big technological advances and shifts you've got people buying from the likes of amazon or big brands like land rover and things like that and and their expectation level is suddenly so much higher so yeah. we can't be sat here as house builders going well this has worked for us for 20 mm. years so why do we need to push it forward because we absolutely do. It's refreshing to hear that from a house builder. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting, I was having a conversation this morning with a um, commercial property agent, and mm. you know, she was saying that exactly like you said that, and commercial property in some respects is even more behind resi. Yeah. But her ethos is, you know, I want to be forward thinking. I want to leave a legacy yeah. and do something different. And I think. There are very few individuals that have that level of appetite in property, yeah. I feel. You know, everyone else is thinking, what's the bare minimum we can do to get this property sold, yeah. to make the most money? And of course, you know, that we've all got to make profit at the end of the day. But I, th- I feel like we're also missing out on a very real opportunity to yeah. to stay ahead of the curve, you know, like you guys have done with the metaverse, mm-hmm. to push the boundaries perhaps slightly earlier, yeah. which is a great thing, to push the boundaries to actually innovate and create something new and different. I think so. And it's not, I don't think it should always be seen as just, a cost, an outlay, why, why would we want to do that kind of thing? Because ultimately, if we get these things right, then they'll drive on our customer satisfaction and it will massively strengthen our, our sales and marketing strategy because mm. things like virtual tours are there and designed for a reason to help us secure those sales off plan at an earlier stage. And ultimately that de-risks the site. So yes, there might be an upfront expense, but it's a lot cheaper than carrying a load of stock plots when mm. you get to that stage and go, we haven't sold them. We're, we're sat here with them. Mm. So I think we've got to kind of look at it in a different way. And actually it should be, if used in the right way, de-risking or pushing us forward to support the goals that we're trying to achieve, not just an additional cost. So what would you say, because there'll be some house builders that listen to this that will be still just printing brochures mm-hmm. you know, that is what they've always done and yeah. you know that's what they think is the done thing and they might maybe upload a pdf somewhere mm-hmm. what would you say to them am i doing your sales pitch yeah for go them? for it oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> i would say it might be working right now but it won't work forever and mm-hmm. you've got to explore and understand what the options are and how you can deliver that that content ultimately in a in a richer format that's easier to use for customers so most people will look at stuff on their phones, right? So if I or you were buying a house, I imagine we'd go on Rightmove or go onto the developer's website, have a nosy, see see what details on there. A PDF brochure doesn't really deliver that level of interaction, detail, just general user experience mm. that you can do through other routes. So I think there's massive benefit in actually taking some time to really think how is this going to be used why is someone looking at this so what information are they trying to get from it and what is the best way that we can present it to them and just because we've done it as a pdf in the past because then we can print it that's great but doesn't mean that that's the answer for the future not to mention the fact that so many people are moving away from printed documents and brochures and things at scale because of the sustainability credits Mm. there's no point having a load of house type cards sat in a cupboard in the corner when you've only handed out five and then you've sold out of that house type and 
actually they're, they're wasted now bin those excellent yeah. the perfect pitch for hybrid thank you very much I'll steal that one yeah. um <laughs> and i think i think what's interesting though is that there are still people that feel that there's still people that want printed material mm-hmm. of course yeah not, um, but it's not writing it off yeah mm-hmm. and, and i but i think the the challenge is where for a lot of house builders that's still the priority you know it's well let's get yeah. the brochure done and it's yeah. like well actually you know as you said should we be questioning what we're doing and how we're doing it to mm-hmm actually give the information to buyers in the way that they really consume it and want it yeah i think a brochure as a as an item a deliverable has so much flexibility to it doesn't it 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 needs to serve a purpose but that could be done in the form of a web page and a house type card and you could cut out the middleman kind of thing and Mm -hmm. and actually you might not need to deliver a 40 page no doubt lovely designed but pdf brochure kind of thing there are other ways to get that message across don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not questioning that in certain scenarios it will be the answer, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be as broad brush as that's just the process. That's that's what we have to do. Yeah, and I suppose I mean, like you found where we've produced hybrid for you. There's also efficiencies there. Yeah, so yeah. particularly from a brand point of view, once you've yeah. created something, yeah. it's actually more affordable than the printed design and printed alternative. It's quicker, it's easier, and the big benefit is you've got the ability to perform those kind of iterative, ongoing updates to yeah. actually, rather than showing a CGI of that house because it's now built swap it for a photo let's mm. let's show that there's some progress there's something going on yeah so it shows, shows innovation yeah. can be more cost effective still can't yeah. It, so. yeah absolutely excellent and to close mm-hmm. you probably know what the question is going to be I know it's so be anyone can can do your viewing you're going to buy a new house yeah. anyone can do it um, you're standing at the doors the person's coming to greet you who would you pick to do that viewing for you and why oh, I've been thinking about this for a little while this is going to be a good one then me up for this a while ago. I'm going to go with Sir Johnny Ive do you know who he is Apple, Apple guy, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Designer of the iPhone. Okay, cool. Marketing boff. So if you listen to their, he's he's not been there for a few years, but if you listen to their videos from a few years back, he's the guy with the lovely British accent. The only that one explains <laughs> all the detail. Yeah, explains all the detail on all the marketing videos and the way that he visualizes kind of the aesthetics and ergonomics and design principles of an item and object an iPhone most often, but you know, I think that the way that he would convey the features of a property would be amazing. I think, I think that would be really, really interesting. Mark, thank you very much. It's refreshing to hear from a forward thinking house builder and great to kind of see what you're doing in particular metaverse space. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more about the sales and marketing of new homes, don't forget to hit subscribe today.